The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Good morning, everybody. Say good morning to your neighbor with a smile. Good morning, good morning. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, let's, I want us to worship before, uh, for a little while before we get into the word. Is that okay? Let's kindly rise on our feet. Precious Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit. We're in need of you. Standing here before you, standing. 
Father, we thank you for your kindness. Holy Spirit of the living God, we thank you for your presence. In every life in this place, in every life joining us over the internet, do that which eyes have not seen. Do that which ears have not heard. That you do that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men. Let the name of Jesus and Jesus alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So today we are in the second part of our series on the Holy Spirit. Today is part two. If you missed last week, I um, want to encourage you to get the CD um, at the back after service or download it online um, for free. Um, but whatever you do, please make sure you are um, on the same page with everybody. And even if you were here, just listen to it over and over again. Um, when Jesus was leaving the earth physically... We explained last week, and we're going to start with that passage of scripture in John chapter 14, John chapter 14 from verse 16. It says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, another advocate, another backup, another helper, another intercessor. We will never leave you. So the Holy Spirit will never leave us. Praise the name of the Lord. And Jesus is saying, I will give you another. And we explained that the root word for another could mean two things. It could mean another of a different kind or another of the same kind. And the, the word used by Jesus here is another of the same kind. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. However, Jesus wants us to understand that the same way the disciples had him, we have the Holy Spirit. When he was ascending in Luke 24, Luke 24, from verse 49, you know, Jesus was speaking to his disciples and says, and, and see, I am sending upon you the promise of the Father, what the Father promised. 
So stay here in the city in Jerusalem until you have been clothed with power from on high. You will be clothed with power from on high in Jesus' name. Verse 51. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them. I was carried up into heaven. You know, um, the writer of this book, Luke, is a disciple, not one of the twelve. He's a medical doctor, physician, and he is also the writer of the book of Acts of the Apostles. So he kind of picked up that story and elaborated a little bit on it in, in Acts chapter one, uh, Acts chapter one, um, verse nine. From verse nine, he says, "When he had said this, as they were watching." I was watching. As they were watching, he was lifted up and the cloud took him out of their sight. If the cloud has taken him out of their sight, maybe they will stop watching. But they were still struck. You know, we are talking to somebody and the person begins to levitate and go up and go up. <laughs> you feel like this. What is going on? And the cloud took him out of their sight, verse 10, while it was going, and they were gazing. They were still gazing towards heaven. Suddenly, two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up to heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. But you go to Jerusalem. Go back to the city and wait for the Holy Spirit. You see, many times um, as people of God, we stand gazing and expecting Jesus to um, respond to us. But Jesus is saying, I've already given you the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is to us what Jesus is to the apostles. And that is so big. It's not, you see, we, we should stop expecting from Jesus what only the Holy Spirit can deliver. It's not a contradiction. There's no conflict. It's a dispensation. And we've explained it um, last week, of the dispensations and all that. You need to understand many people today Stand gazing at Jesus and have ignored the one he sent to take his place. The Holy Spirit was sent by Jesus to take the place of Jesus. So we, the disciples depended on Jesus for so many things. They depended on Jesus for counsel and advice. So when they needed counsel, they turned to Jesus that, ah, oh God, what does that saying mean? And Jesus will explain to them, when we need counsel... Jesus expects us to turn to the Holy Spirit. But you know what we do? We look to Jesus and we gaze and we are expecting a response from heaven. But God is saying, you have the Holy Spirit. You, I have come to you. Jesus was real to the disciples. The Holy Spirit should be real to us. When they had, had a storm, when they had a stormy situation, the boat was about to capsize and 
the disciples ran to Jesus and woke him up and said, oh God, help us. We know if this boat goes down and you can just appear on the other side. But help us. That same way they depended on Jesus for deliverance and to steal their storm. When you have a storm today, who should you run to? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of the living God. Help your boy. The Holy Spirit. You should, the same way they ran to Jesus, you should run to the Holy Spirit. You should run to the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus was there for them for all their problems. Even Jesus solved their tax issues. Can you imagine? They had a tax problem. And Jesus said to Peter, throw the hook and cut the fish and pay the tax, both for me and for you. Imagine, you have Jesus that can sort out your tax issues. I'm assuming you are paying tax. <laughs> you should be. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Now, uh, so we have tax challenges, tax issues, financial issues. What do you run to? Who should you run to? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can solve your tax problems. The Holy Spirit can help you balance your books. The Holy Spirit can help you <laughs> in things that you cannot even imagine. The Holy Spirit can even help you to resolve a conflict. Praise the name of the Lord. So we should lean on the Holy Spirit. We should lean on the Holy Spirit the same way the apostles leaned on Jesus. As real as Jesus was to them, the same way the Holy Spirit should be to us. And in God's favorite house, I mean, you know, every service, you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, you worship the Holy Spirit, you adore him, you, you know, and it's, it's so central to what we do. And there's no conflict. You know, some people say, oh, no, you know, um, we, we should uh, always call to Jesus for help. You know, and um, listen, Jesus says, call to the Holy Spirit for help. He will glorify me. So, there's, there's a connection. In fact, he will not speak of himself. John 16. John 16. He will not speak of himself. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own but we tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Ever said the future? He will tell you about the future. And it will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. So Jesus is saying, we are inseparable. So, how far you go, how fruitful you become, how successful you are in your relationships, in your business, in your destiny, is dependent largely on your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. It is. It doesn't matter whether you're a pastor or, or a businessman or a professional or a sales person or 
um, a sit-at-home mom or um, a driver, whatever you are, your level of success is dependent on your relationship. So we have to cultivate, we have to invest in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have to cultivate our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have to invest the time. You have to invest the time. Every day in him we live and move and have our being. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Invest the time. You could, you could set an alarm on your phone if you want to begin to learn the consciousness of God's presence that goes off every hour. And the title of the alarm could be Acknowledge the Holy Spirit. So at the top of the hour, your alarm goes up. It beeps. You know, you look at it. Your colleagues don't know what it is. And right there and then, in the board meeting, you're like, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you. You are my guide. You are my helper. You are my support. You are my intercessor. The things that God will do through you, everybody will be shocked. The hour goes by. Another hour comes. It beeps. Holy Spirit, guide me. I honor you. I adore you. You are God. I worship you. And you integrate your life and invest in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is totally, totally indispensable. Totally. You know, sometimes we mistake the symbols with the person. We mistake, the sim- and the symbols are important, you know. The, 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 the symbols tells us the characteristics of the, the Holy Spirit. The, the symbol of the Holy Spirit is, is fire. But the Holy Spirit is not fire. That symbol tells us as fire, the characteristic of the Holy Spirit, that it cleanses, it consumes, it purifies, it humiliates, it, it illuminates, it it. Provides heat. But the Holy Spirit is not fire. Another symbol in scripture is the dove. Talks about his gentleness. But the Holy Spirit is not a dove. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. But the symbol of the dove represents the Holy Spirit in the sense that it brings out is that characteristics of the, of the Holy Spirit. You know, I mean, I was sharing the story of, of someone that sat under a tree and a dove landed on the tree and the person says, could this be the Holy Ghost that has been sent from heaven? Then the dove pooped on his head. <laughs> then he realized this is not the Holy Ghost that was sent from heaven. Oil is another symbol. The Holy Spirit is not oil. But because of the characteristic of oil, that oil lubricates, refreshes, representing the anointing, it destroys yokes. So those are characteristics. 
based on that symbol. But the Holy Spirit is not oil. The Holy Spirit is not wind. It comes as the wind. But it's not wind. Praise the name of the Lord. Wind is just a characteristic of the Holy Spirit. These symbols don't and can't do what a person can do. They can't. For instance, wind cannot teach you. Fire cannot guide you. God can use fire to guide, but fire cannot guide you. Oil cannot comfort you. If you need comfort, or you have a friend that is depressed, that needs to be comforted, then take gallons of anointing oil, begin to pour on their head, that they should receive comfort. You will lose that friendship, maybe. <laughs> you know? It is the Holy Spirit that comforts. So, the Holy Spirit is a person. Everybody say, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person. He is a person. And so, the things that you, 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 you the way you relate with people is the same way you can relate with the Holy Ghost. This, the way Peter related with Jesus, the way John related with Jesus, put his head on, on the Lord's chest. The same way you can relate with the Holy Spirit. You, because he's a person, you should learn to love him. You can love him. You can love him. Yes, you can. The Holy Spirit is a singing spirit. He loves to sing. You can love him. There, there are times that, you know, just alone with, with the Lord and you just sit down. You're not praying in tongues. You're not, nothing. Just, you know, maybe you just come back from work and, and you just, you know, sit down on daddy's chair and you, <laughs> is that daddy's chair? <laughs> and you uh, open um, maybe the newspaper for the day or maybe you take a book, just unwind um, and right there and then, you sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. You put down your book, and you say to the Lord, More than anything, I love you. More than anything, I, I love, love you. Lord, I give. Lord. singing to the Lord and your children are looking at you and they're like wow wow daddy loves the Lord mommy loves the Lord mother life itself I love you Lord I give Pepper soup. I love. Some people they know daddy and pepper soup. I don't know which one he likes best. The only ghost of pepper soup. If there's a doubt, you can solve it by saying, 
more than Premier League. I love you. <laughs> because some, some of us, our wives don't know which one we love more. Premier League or, or, or us, even, or even the Holy Ghost. We can express our love. He is a singing spirit. He is a singing spirit. And when you do, you see, it's like you are investing in the relationship. And that leads us to the, the fact that you, you have to learn to communicate with him. You have to talk to him and actually expect him to talk back to you. You have to talk to the Holy Spirit and actually expect him. The pastor, I should expect the Holy Spirit to talk back to me. I said, yes, that is spooky. That is scary. You see, what you don't know is the Holy Spirit is talking to you already. <laughs> many, of us, many of us that don't know yet, the Holy Spirit is talking to you already. Expect him to speak back to you. Ask questions. You know, years ago, <laughs> when I meet someone, I don't do it as often these days. Again, maybe I, I need to, to begin to do it again as often. But years ago, when I meet someone for the first time, I shake the person's hand. I ask, who is this Holy Spirit? And I kid you not, he always, always responds. Always, all the time. My sister, please come. I know you're taking notes. <laughs> That's what I ask her for, for her as she comes. Okay, let's come forward. <clears throat> In the 8 a.m. service, the person that sat on that seat too came forward. So if I meet her and I say, my name is Femi Munayin, and you tell me your name, and I'm saying to the Lord, who is this person? And he tells me, you can go and sit down. God bless you. And see me after service. Because he told me. <laughs> but I can't say this one. The first service I could say, I, I, I did. I mean, and it's so, it's like, it's so interactive. It's so, and you have to allow yourself some bandwidth. You know, I, I, there was a lady I met back in the day, and I, and I said, Lord, who, who is this? And, and I felt, the Holy Spirit said to me, she's British. I have never heard the word British before. I went to the dictionary. There was no Google at the time, you know, and I was like, British was, was British, you know. And I saw that dictionary said, British, he that causes pain. So I understood that the Holy Spirit was saying that this girl will cause you pain. I, this one that cannot out the fly. 
She was so sweet and so gentle and so beautiful. How can you say brutish? If I didn't get this one, I told myself I missed this one. You know, you have to allow, give yourself some bandwidth. I mean, sometimes, okay, you didn't get it right. It's fine. So I pushed it aside. But every time, I keep remembering. Fast forward two years after, <laughs> the guy showed me Pepe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could have saved myself all that drama. Many of us, the people we employ, you can save yourself all the drama. Just ask. The people you bring into your business, you think because somebody just has a bright idea, you should partner with the person. You don't know who is doing uh, something for them in the village. You don't know. You, if you ask, God will show you. God is always... I mean, years ago, I was, I was traveling. I mean, I was on a... I think it was a BA flight. And sitting beside me, I've shared this story before, if you've been around, you, you, you remember, was a very old, white, frail lady. I mean, she was 80, 85, kind of. You know, so I was... Um, as I sat beside her, I, I, I used to do that a lot then, also. I didn't shake hands or anything. I said to the Holy Spirit, okay, if I'm going to be sitting beside this person for six, eight hours, you know, who is this person? And he said, she's a missionary. I'm like, I look at her. This one. <laughs> I can't dissolve a missionary. <laughs> Missionaries, it's a tough thing to be a missionary. This one is frail, almost butter to crossover. So I dismissed it. That, and I, 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 she was, I was struggling with her seatbelt. She wanted me to help her. I wanted to sleep, so I helped her with her seatbelt. I wanted to sleep. She wouldn't let me sleep. She was telling me stories, one story. You know, sitting beside an old woman. <laughs> so, so, I, so I ended up not sleeping. And at the end, she said to me that <laughs> she has been a missionary since she was 18 years old. She dedicated her life to the gospel in Calabar. Now she's 85. She wants to go back to Texas, wherever she came from, and retire. I was glued. I was shocked. And she held my hand. The plane had landed at the time, and she began to pray. I was embarrassed because I wanted her to pray softly, softly. She was praying at the top of her voice. Father, you know, and people were looking at us. I'm like, Madam. You know, people that know God, sometimes they don't care about what people think or what people say. She was praying and she was prophesying. All the things I did, I never knew I was going to be a pastor. She said, God, this man, you're going to use him. He's going to preach the gospel. And she was, everything has come to pass. And she was speaking and speaking and speaking. And, and I'm like, okay, okay, amen, amen. You know the amen that you will say? That amen means end the prayer. 
Amen. Amen. Does to me. I agree. Now, now the point, the point is this. We need to learn to communicate. This thing I'm saying to you, maybe it's over about 20 years ago, 18 years ago. We need to learn to communicate with the Holy Spirit. And by that, it leads to us learning his moods and learning and understanding his feelings. We need to learn his moods, understand his feelings. There are certain things, things that the Lord is not interested in. There are certain areas that God wants to move in. If you are in tune with him, you can understand his feelings. You know, I was minister in the church and uh, I was listening to the church and I felt God wanted me to lay hands on the people that came forward and, um, and with the pastor's permission, so I started laying hands up on them one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I got to a lady and I just knew that the Holy Ghost was not interested in her. Move away from this lady. Kia. <laughs> I jumped to the next person. But in my mind, I was like, isn't it embarrassing? You know, she came out, you know. Then you have prayed for everybody. You just ignore her, you know. It's better to be obedient than to be politically correct. So I chose to be obedient. So I just moved and prayed for the other people. So at the end of service, the pastor was saying to me that, hmm, I noticed you didn't pray for this lady. Let me tell you about her. Bottom line, she was an original Ogbonge that has refused to repent. Refused. But she wants, you know, some people want to be in church and be of the devil at the same time. I had no clue. And the Holy Spirit was not interested in her. <laughs> May it never happen to you that the Holy Spirit will not be interested anymore. No one was interested in her. That one. To learn his moods. There are times, you know, I mean, my siblings maybe, or with my wife, or maybe I'm with people. I mean, I just feel that, you know, the Holy Spirit is saying, I need you to be alone. It's time for me. I've been talking to everybody. I've been laughing, 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 laughing. I just feel, those people saying, it's time for me. And I just withdraw myself. Enter a corner. Oh, ye gi ye gi olu oru. Atoba jaye ele da o bogo bogo agaye ibabori kire ba. That is in charge of heaven. How do you interpret Oyigi Yigi? <laughs> the one that is worthy to reign, that made everything. If only the whole world knows how to praise you, how sweet will that be? You see, and, and 
that, that is it. You, you just understand his, his moods. The more, you, the more you yield, the better it becomes. Do you understand? It's a relationship. The, the more you yield, the sweeter it becomes. So God wants us to love him, communicate with him, learn his moods, understand his feelings. And because he's a person, he can be lied to. The Holy Ghost can be lied to. Acts 5, Ananias and Sapphira, the pledge a piece of property. They were doing PTL in the early church, so to speak. <laughs> so they pledged a piece of property, and when it, they, they had sold the property, it was time to redeem it. Ah, husband and wife say, ah, we, we have not come to this world to say granoto. <laughs> oh God, let us manage this thing. We will do this. I mean, it sounded logical. So the man brought the part of the money to Peter and says, oh, this is the uh, money we sold for uh, the proceeds from selling the land, the land. And Peter said, why have you lied to the Holy Spirit? The people that will carry your dead body are outside. And he fell down and died. Every time I read that scripture, I'm always cringing. Peter, this guy spoke to you. So how come he lied to the Holy Spirit? But guess what? It wasn't Peter that was in charge of the church. The Bible says, take heed to the flock whom the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. So the person in charge of the church is who? So when she was lying to Peter, who was she lying to? I don't envy Peter. Because if it were these days, someone did PTL and did Ojuru and bring what have you. And I say, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? And the person falls down and dies. <laughs> Social media will go, gaga, there's a pastor in Lekki. <laughs> Not that you don't sow, you don't sow correct seed. Fall down and die. <laughs> that was bad press. <laughs> I mean, it's not a, an easy place Peter was in. And the wife came too. And Peter gave her a chance. Is this how much you sold the land? And because they've connived, and she was more loyal to her husband than to her own destiny and to her God, she said, yes. And he shook his head. She died. Why would a spouse be more loyal to a spouse or a spouse than God? Doesn't make sense. No, doesn't. So, it can be lied to. It's, it's funny to say it can be lied to because can it really be lied to? But you know what I mean by can be lied to. You can lie, you are lying to yourself. You are deceived because he already knows he can be cheated. You can hurt the Holy Spirit. Do you know that? You can grieve the Holy Spirit. And it is 
so important that we don't we understand that because as a person we need to manage the relationship. We, you, you can actually, the Bible says, don't quench not the spirit. And there is this thing called the sin against the Holy Spirit. That is the only sin in the Bible that it's unforgiving, it's unforgivable. The sin against the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people have said, oh, the sin against the Holy Spirit is, uh, is when you divorce your wife. I've heard that before. That the sin against the Holy Spirit is, is when you... Don't come to church. <laughs> or when you don't pay your tithe. Or when you, all those things is, is not the sin against the Holy Spirit. So what's the sin against the Holy Spirit? Like Jesus said, the sin against the Holy Spirit is when you attribute to the devil what was done by the Holy Spirit. In other words, when you see the work of the Holy Spirit and you say this is the work of the devil. In other words, you are calling the Holy Spirit a devil. So how come that is unforgivable? It's simple. When you say that, when, not you, when someone says that, what happens is this. The person shuts themselves off from the Holy Ghost, right? And the only person that can guarantee eternal life is Jesus. And the only person that can reveal Jesus to any heart is the Holy Spirit. Can you see the link? So if you, if you shut down on the Holy Spirit... You can't receive Christ, and you cannot be delivered from your destruction. So it's, it's um, an irreversible process. Praise the name of the Lord. So when God says to us, grieve not the spirit, it means he can be grieved. And when we look at the um, symbols that represent the Holy Spirit and the attributes they communicate, fire, the dove, water, the oil, and all that, those symbols tell us the characteristics of the Holy Spirit, but they don't really reveal to us His person, who He is. What reveals to us, to a large extent, not absolutely, there's there other levels of, of, of getting to know him, but to, to get started is the names of the Holy Spirit. If someone knows your qualifications, you have BSc, MSc, PhD, PhD+, PhD++, they know all those things. Do they do they know you? They know what you are capable of doing. You are faster than Usain Bolt. You are stronger than Hawk. You can fight better than Muhammad Ali. Those are your attributes. Fire, water, wind. That's not your person. One of the things that gives us a, a peak into your person is your name, particularly in the case of God. And if your name is prophetic, it is your name that really tells us who you are. Because people usually would become the name they bear. Do you know that? Is it that they are the name they bear or they will eventually become the name they bear? So, 
We're going to look at a few names of the Holy Spirit. And we are done. Number one is the most popular one. The Holy Spirit. In the Hebrew, Ruach Akodesh. We see that in Isaiah, Isaiah 63, verse 10. It says, but they rebelled against him and grieved his Ruach Akadesh, his Holy Spirit. So he became their enemy and fought against them. You will not rebel against him. You will not grieve his Holy Spirit. He will not become your enemy and he will not fight you. The person God is fighting is <laughs> finished. So the Holy Spirit shows us that he is Holy Spirit. It means they are on Holy Spirit. So it's not everything you hear in the spiritual that is from the Holy Spirit. You know, the Spirit spoke to me. So, so bloody what? Is that the Holy Spirit? The fact that you heard something doesn't mean it's of God. And again, I thank God that our children are even hearing God and hearing God clearly. I don't know if the, the testimony was shared in the second worship experience. A, a little girl, you know, Something said to her, start worshiping. She was ill. Something, that's something. He's <laughs> the Holy Ghost. Start worship. Start worshiping. And the girl started worshiping. Then something else told her, stop worshiping. And the girl could tell that that is the devil. And she says, no, she will continue to worship. Then God opened her eyes. And she had a spiritual experience, which I, I'm not sure her mother has even had. <laughs> you know? So it means they, they, are foul, so they are foul spirits. It's not enough. You need to walk with the Holy Spirit. So that reveals its person. Secondly, is the Spirit of God. It's the one that proceeds from the Father. Ruach Elohim. Genesis 1. Verse 2 says, the earth was without form and void, and the Spirit of God. So this Spirit is God, is the Spirit of God. That is person, that's who he is, moved and hovered and brooded over the surface of the water. So when you are relating with the Holy Spirit, you are relating with the Spirit of who? Of God. Everything that God is, the Holy Spirit is. That's what it means. Number three. You know, and this is from Isaiah. It says, the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. Isaiah 11:2. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of wisdom and understanding is very crucial. In your business, you need the spirit of wisdom and understanding. If you know the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and understanding, you know that is who he is. When you are in a fix, you can call and draw on his wisdom. You can get understanding of, 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 of text, even of physical things. You know, people read books, some understand, some don't understand. 
I pray today because the spirit of understanding will come upon you. As you read, you will understand. Some read the scriptures, they don't get it. Others, it's life to them. Today, because the spirit of wisdom and understanding will rest upon you. As you open the Bible to read, it becomes life to you. The spirit of wisdom is that which comes upon a man and all of a sudden, a tight situation that is like, how do we get out of this? God gives you the wisdom. Do this. Do this. Do this. And as you do it, things begin to change. Things begin to happen. Everybody needs the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and understanding. Spirit of understanding is so important that if you don't have the spirit of understanding, you won't know the place of people in your life. If you don't understand that your husband is still your husband even though he's your friend. If you don't have that understanding, <laughs> you will dishonor him and say, are we not friends? No, you lack his is your friend, but he's also your it's understanding. Praise the Lord. So, the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit number what? Four. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of counsel and might. And it's still it's the same Isaiah 11 too. The spirit of counsel and might is the spirit of champions. It's the spirit of victors. It's the spirit that makes you conquer. The spirit of counsel is so crucial to victory because you need counsel to wage war. The Bible says that it, with, with counsel, wage your war. You, if you want to go against anything, anyone, any situation, you need counsel, you need intelligence, you need direction, you need guidance, you need counsel. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of counsel. You can draw counsel from the Holy Spirit. And not only is it the spirit of counsel, it's the spirit. Hallelujah. It's one thing to have counsel. It's another thing to have the wherewithal, the capacity, the might to execute that counsel. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of might. It gives you power in your inner man. The Holy Spirit as the spirit of might is the spirit that makes you execute the strategies that was delivered to you by the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of counsel. So, what's the point of having counsel if you don't have the might to pull it through? David asked the Lord, should I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I recover all? <laughs> what he's saying is, I have the counsel, your counsel. Because everybody is tired. Everybody is despondent. They are about to stone him. Do I, will you supply the might? Will I pursue? And, and God says, pursue. For you will surely overtake. And without fail, you will recover all. 
Because the spirit of might will rest upon you today. In the name of Jesus, you will pursue every ground you have lost. You will surely overtake. And without fail, in the name of Jesus, you will recover all. It takes the spirit of might to come upon you. And it's like you do things that people are like, where is she getting the power from? Where is he getting the energy from? How come this lady is also always fired up? It's the spirit of might. So the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. Then the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And you see, when we talk about the spirit of knowledge, it goes beyond informational knowledge. Knowledge that comes from information, and that is important, and that is vital, and that is key. But the spirit of wisdom, of, of knowledge, goes beyond informational knowledge to revelational knowledge. The knowledge that can only come by the spirit of God. The knowledge that is not in any textbooks. There are things that, by the grace of God, that I know that I did not read from anywhere. I learn, I read a lot. I learn from a lot of great men. But there are some things I know. I didn't read from any text. <laughs> no, 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 no. The spirit of knowledge will come upon you. In the name of Jesus. And of the fear of the Lord. And how was the connection with that? You see, the more you know God, the more you fear God. It is the person that doesn't know God that doesn't fear him. God is a terrible warrior. <laughs> God is, in fact, if you see anyone that is doing like this to God, you know, some people, you know, when, when, when they are worshipping, you know, they are, they are so, you know, what's, what's wrong with all these small boys and small girls? Love them. Don't be angry. They, they don't know God. Because the more you know God, the more you fear him. The more you, I mean, David said to God, because, ah, God, you are so merciful. Because there's forgiveness with you. Therefore, I'm afraid of you. <laughs> I'm afraid of you. People, you think that, oh, it's because there's forgiveness with God that mercy is God, so I can behave like a rascal. You would, if you are thinking with head knowledge, that's what you think. But if you understand revelation knowledge, when God reveals himself to you, and you experience his grace and mercy, your fear of him increases. Same thing with humility. You can't really be humble except you really know God. In fact, the extent to which you know God is the extent to which you can really be humble. Try as you may. If you see God as he is, if they open your eyes and you see, you know, a bit of his majesty, you will fall on your face and say, I'm undone. Woe is me. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. 
It's amazing. The uh, story of Isaiah, cursing everybody, you know, Isaiah 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Woe to the king of Syria. Woe to, the, to this person. Woe to that person. Woe to this person. When Isaiah came into the temple, and he, and he brought him in, and he saw angels, cherubims, all of them, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And he saw the glory, the train filled the temple. Isaiah fell on his face. says, I am finished. That was what he said. The real meaning of I am undone. It means that, ah, I hear me, they me, bar me. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> you know that um, thing that's going around. Now, that, that is, it means, ah, I'm in soup. You know, when you, when you really can say that, that's the beginning of humility. When you really can stand as tall. As, humility is not that you begin to cut yourself down. That's not humility. That's umbility. Two different things. Humility is stand as tall as you can. Then look at the glory of God. You will be humble. <laughs> you will be humble. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And it's the spirit of Knowledge and the fear of the Lord that brings that to bear. So, number what are we? We are going to number six. We are going to seven. We are going to six. Okay. We are going to six. So, number six is the Holy Spirit is the power of the highest is the power of the highest. Is the power of the highest. Luke 1. Luke 1. 35. It says, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. So, the baby to be born will be holy and it will be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Say amen. Come on. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. And that which will come out of your life will be born of God. In the name of Jesus. You know the two cups that we talked about last week? The three cups. Two were opened. One was closed. You have to make sure that you are not closed. So in your business... In your finances, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Yeah. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. So it's the power of the highest. Number seven, the Holy Spirit is the breath of the Almighty. Is the breath of the Almighty. In Job 33, Job 33 verse 4, the word of God says in Job 33, 4, says, For the Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. I pray that God will breathe upon you. When God breathes upon a situation, He's infusing the Holy Spirit into that situation. He's infusing the Holy Spirit into that situation. And finally, number eight. The Holy Spirit 
is the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace. Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, from the voice transition, it says, I pledge that I will pour out my spirit of grace and supplication and please. When the spirit of grace comes upon you and when you un, un, tap into and unleash the, 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 that dimension of the Holy Spirit, the things just work for you, you know? You, things just work for you. You enter into a level of grace that everyone around you is like, how come she's able to do that so easily? How come he's able to do that? So easily, it is God's grace. It is God's grace. You know, I was sharing at the ATM service how, you know, speaking to some of my colleagues, you know, maybe it's something that is, is amazing that God is doing or has done, you know. And they're like, ah, this thing, how? This is just unbelievable, you know. And I just say to them, Ori of Femi. means what? Grace. It's grace. People will say to you, how come in this whole organization nobody has been promoted? Only you. And you will say what? It's grace. They will say, everyone has been rejected, 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 but your own approved. And your response will be what? Even if you don't speak Yoruba, try, 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 try. Say it. Say what? Ori of You don't speak in batting, batting, but Ori of is Ori of <laughs> You know? My grandmother, you know, used to say, say it. Ori of They look at you and say, why are you so beautiful? Ori of why? Why is it that you you are so outstanding? Thank you. How come everybody tries this? They get into trouble. You try it. In fact, you get promotion. That's what grace does. Grace beautifies your life. Grace makes it look easy, look easy. But it only looks easy until somebody else tries to do the same thing you are doing. And they're like, ah, Ururu pass Ururu. <laughs> someone has said that before, you know, about some other person, you know. And so, you know, when you see some people do something, it looks so easy. And so and so and Try it now. So the guy said, ah, Ururo pass Ururo. Ureo fair. You see, this thing called grace, it doesn't stop in one generation. It goes down from generation to generation to generation. Generation to generation. I kid you not, there are certain graces by the grace of God that I am enjoying that is from my grandmother's prayers. I'm a third generation believer. And there are certain graces from my mother's prayers. 
So we can all be playing. Your own grandmother, you know, your, somebody else's grandmother, Ubonge. There's no grace there. In fact, counter grace. The mother, uh, baby just got saved. <laughs> Used to be mommy water. <laughs> it will be different. The results will be different. And those people, those of us by God's grace that are in that, that we are enjoying those graces, we have to be humble. Because before you know it, you can begin to think you are smarter than everybody. You are not. Ori of any. of any. So there are things you are plowing that your children will be enjoying. That even when the economy of their time, things are bad, they will prosper. Because their father has sown. I mean, I can tell you stories of stories of stories of stories. You know, I have a friend that said that he has a colleague that, ah, this guy, things just work for him. For him to achieve maybe a third, he will pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And this guy, he comes to church, he's not even a worker. But things are just working. Then in talking to him, he realized that the, the person's father <laughs> I've been building churches before he passed on and has said, actually said to the guy that he has a covenant with God that all his children will prosper. Uh-uh. The father can die but God is alive. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> but God is alive. Now, he had a covenant with God. I will use my resources to build your kingdom, you will take care of my children. Everywhere that boy goes, doors open. But the greatest of all grace was the price that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary. Now, when you enter into that grace, you too, you can be saying, Praise the name of the Lord. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. You're saying, Pastor, I need to enter into that Oreo fair. I need to enter into it. Oh, oh I, I used to be born again, but I'm backsliding. Can I come back? Yes, I want to pray with you so that you can be reconnected into that source. Should you come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. Wherever you are sitting, the privacy of your seat, let's bow our hearts as we, as, as we close our eyes to afford privacy for our brothers and sisters that will take a step for God today. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be, I want to enjoy this Oreo affair. Put up your hand over your head quickly. That Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. God bless you over there. There's a hand there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. If you are putting up your hand, put up your hand well, well, over your head. God bless you. God bless you. There's another hand there. God bless you. Over there. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. That is me. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. I'm about to pray with you. 
God bless you, my sister, right there. If you have the card, you can put it on your hand and just say to him, I come to you today. I come to you today. God bless you. I, I come to you today. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. The rest of us, let's begin to talk to God. Which, act, which name has been activated in your life today? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of Elohim. The Spirit of Wisdom. And understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The power of the highest. The breath of the most high. The spirit of grace come upon you. 